Hello and welcome, this is Rubrica Media Outlet and today we will launch the Solutions from Ukraine podcast where we will present to you our solution journalism approach and exclusive stories and our views on Ukraine and of course the full-scale war that Russia launched on February 24th. My name is uh, Vladislav Faraponov, I am the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Internews Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. And I'm joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenko, who is the founder and editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media outlet. Hello, Nastya. Hello, Vlad. I am so glad that we are launching this podcast about solutions that are really in urgent need in the context of war. This is our very first episode devoted to the rebuilding of Ukraine. Yes, so let's start uh, from the very beginning and um, and tell us uh, how did the idea of Rubrica came to your mind at all and um, and when did you actually start? And of course, um, of course, tell us more uh, about what you actually do. Well, I launched Rubrica at the beginning of 2018, so almost five years ago. And the idea behind it was to provide Ukrainians with solutions, sort of speaking. There are many media outlets in Ukraine, but we are the only ones focusing on the constructivist approach, which is called solution journalism. And this approach, this idea is not so popular in Ukraine yet, but my team and I believe it has a future. So solution journalism focuses on specific cases and stories of certain people, groups and communities. The materials created in this direction focus not only on the problem, but on possible solutions too. Yes, and um, and could you tell us more about how the Russian full-scale war actually made you change? Firstly, we have managed to relocate to safer place and continued working non-stop even from the shelters. Our journalistic team comes from many different cities, including Mariupol, Kherson. Uh, personally, I am from Slovyansk, Eastern Ukraine. Vlad, you are from Mykolaiv, south of Ukraine. Yes, indeed. And um, unfortunately, our home regions are at constant shelling right now. But we remain in Ukraine and we work here. Speaking about the content, I would say that it is obvious that the number of issues that we as a country, as a civil society face has increased dramatically. Moreover, we did not come across similar issues before in many life spheres. Yeah, I agree. And um, in my view, this war is a combination of uh, all the so-called conventional war and the hybrid war. And enormous efforts from Russia are made to promote their narratives that Ukrainians are Nazis, that the West poses as an existential threat to them, and other complete nonsense. And while campaigning on this um, on this rhetoric, it continues to launch missiles at us and kill civilians, uh, which is a war crime. And I think this is a very unique war also in terms of rebuilding itself and actually fighting, as we rebuild and restore on one hand, while counterattacking and struggling to survive 
under the enemy's attacks on the other hand. Exactly. So our goal is to reveal such stories, to set an example that our fight is not only with weapons, but with means of rebuilding finance for restoration and people's capabilities and, and security concerns. Let's talk more about their building itself. Our colleagues discovered how much it will cost to rebuild Ukraine and who is going to help us in that. According to the estimates of Ukraine's Prime Minister Denis Shmihal, as of midsummer, Ukraine needed around 565 billion dollars for reconstruction at least. And given the fact that the shelling has only been intensified in the south and uh, in the east of the country, unfortunately, we have to admit that this number is likely to be a lot more right now. And we'll remind our listeners that at the beginning of July, the major events so far happened in terms of Ukraine's rebuilding. I mean, the international conference in Switzerland in Lohano, where Ukraine's top officials and experts presented their visions of rebuilding in many spheres. So this figure of uh, 565 billion dollars includes both reparations from Russia and funds from partners. And um, according to the economic advisor to Ukraine's president, Oleg Ustenko, the funds of Russian central bank uh, in the amount of um, around 300 billion dollars have already been reserved uh, for Ukraine. So, like, these funds are frozen by sanctions uh, outside Russia. Yes, and we have to keep in mind that it will be impossible to restore some kind of infrastructure. So people have to build housing elsewhere, as some Ukrainians are not able to return as their homes have been destroyed. We will have to build new roads, build new bridges and railways, and change supply routes and logistic chains. Also, for example, the aviation industry is suffering huge losses, as many of our airports have been damaged or destroyed. In the regions that are close to the front line, up to 30-40% of schools, kindergartens, hospitals, cultural sites are damaged or destroyed too. And uh, let's not forget that the war has been on since 2014. As a person from Eastern Ukraine, I'm aware of it very well. So there are some volunteering activities that are now more mature and experienced. For example, the Building Ukraine Together initiative. They managed to repair 300 houses damaged by war, conduct 80 volunteer camps that united Ukrainian people from different towns and cities. Our journalists even participated in one of them, and they created uh, approximately 40 yacht centers all over Ukraine, along with a network of thousands of volunteers who provide sustainable improvement to local communities. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, basically such initiatives, they really make a difference in Ukraine, and uh, it is enormous amount, of course. But uh, the main issue for Ukraine right now is that we need such initiatives in at least half of the country. In my view, thanks to, thanks to Russian uh, propagandists, we have resulted in a um, difficult situation where we had obtained a lot of assistance, but we would need twice as much as we have now. I mean, that they 
obviously advocate that the West should not uh, feed these Nazis and other nonsense. But in that context, it is also very important to diversify the aid. So there are military, financial and humanitarian assistance that a country could get. And my understanding is that we have to salute our partners for the substantial amount of military and financial support. And international foundations uh, uh, mostly deal with the humanitarian assistance to Ukrainians. And um, we also have to keep in mind that many of the announced packages are basically just declaring their intentions. So it does not mean that we have already received everything we heard of. And according to Ukraine's national bank, every day of war uh, it costs up um, to 50 billion hryvnas uh, for Ukraine. So in that regard we have to emphasize again that if the war drags on it is a likely scenario that Ukraine may need up to one trillion dollars in full compensation as of late summer right now. Yes, and that is why Ukrainians have succeeded in volunteering campaigns. It is really hard to evaluate which amount people collected together, but imagine, Ukrainians have fundraised for three Bayraktar drones worth around $16 million, and now even managed to purchase access to one satellite. Vlad, how do you think such fundraising and volunteering processes are taking place right now? Well... As far as I see, there are up to 15, probably 20 big charity foundations that deal either with specific military needs or humanitarian assistance to internally displaced Ukrainians and uh, who help those on temporary occupied territories too, let's not forget about them. And um, I saw that uh, people uh, were also trying to cooperate with their colleagues and friends on social media, for example, um, and they are collecting huge sums in record days. A large amount of help is also donated by celebrities like in show business, uh, sport uh, and other spheres. Um, all those people just do not hesitate to use their popularity as a call to action to donate to specific campaigns. And um, it, in my view, it is an interesting trend also uh, that um, that more specific needs um, are discussed and, uh, and covered in, in record days. And speaking about the organization that you have mentioned, I heard also that they have a long-term actually volunteering program supported by the American Peace Corps where building Ukraine together initiative uh, uh, those volunteers they spend several months in a specific community they teach there and they are uh, doing their best to develop it so it, it was due to Russian attacks in Donbass since 2014 and um, I have to assume that more similar cases will develop soon. And um, at the same time, it is hard to acknowledge. The, but, you know, in that regard, we are experienced uh, right now. But um, it, is, it is also interesting that from a psychological perspective, uh, I think every war makes people fear, of course. But I've seen that um, Ukrainians are likely to to help uh, especially those who they like or know personally. I think this is the main guarantee of success in that. 
And at the same time, many large campaigns have ended with the help of very small donations, like um, like less than a dollar. So let's not forget that Ukrainians also have good networks uh, in the world, and they also uh, they always ask their foreign friends to make a donation too. In my view, it shows enormous solidarity without our society and the fact that people who are abroad and or are not in the army seek other ways to be useful at this critical time for Ukraine. You know, in this episode we have just briefly described the consequences of war, the obstacles in which we live. It is like an introduction to important understandings for you too. But next episodes we will devote to how Ukrainians are seeking ways to solve their specific problems caused by the war. You can support us on Patreon. Half of the collected funds we will send directly to Ukrainian volunteer initiatives, which we will describe in the upcoming episodes. Yes, you can support us at patreon.com slash rubrica and help us bring our victory closer.